You're listening to Soul Roadmap, episode number eight. Welcome to Soul Roadmap Podcast. Each week, you'll hear strategies and inspiration to take action and live life better. Hi, I'm Dina Cataldo, lawyer, coach, and entrepreneur. This podcast is your roadmap to creating more success in your life, business, and relationships. Let's get started. Today, we're talking to Caroline Corner. She talks to us about how we can discover our roadblocks to success in our business and personal lives. And let's face it, whether we know it or not, we all have roadblocks. So you're going to want to listen in to what she has to say. She was amazing. She was so charming to talk to. You're definitely going to want to grab a cup of tea, sit back and relax as she tells us stories about synchronicities that show up in her life and how following her intuition has influenced her life. Before we start our chat, I want to let you know something that I created for you. Now, in the last few episodes, maybe all of the episodes, we've talked a little bit about meditation, and I wanted to create a meditation buffet of sorts. I want to give you the ability to try things on for size and see what works for you. If you want to get your hands on anything that we talk about in the show today, go to dinacataldo.com forward slash episode eight. Before I introduce you to Caroline, I want to give a shout out to Andy, who gave the sweetest review on iTunes for Soul Roadmap. Andy says, Dina has a captivating voice and great topics, definitely added to my regular playlist. Thanks so much for taking the time to give a review, Andy. It helps Soul Roadmaps in the rankings in iTunes, which means more people can find this podcast. If you'd like a shout out in a future episode of Soul Roadmap, please leave a review in iTunes. I would love to feature you here. Now on to our guest. Caroline Corner is a business medium, consultant, spiritual advisor, certified soul realignment specialist, and the founder of Energy Economics. Following an inspiring training with Sonia Choquette, who's a celebrated spiritual teacher and best-selling author, Caroline knew that her talents in the world are urgently needed and Energy Economics was born. Using this technique, Caroline detects what's holding her clients back in life and in business. With a degree in business school from HMZ in Switzerland and over 25 years of experience successfully growing businesses, Caroline has used her business acumen and skills as a psychic medium to grow several million-dollar companies in only a few years. But Caroline doesn't stop there. She looks at her clients holistically, helping them make conscious decisions to grow personally and professionally in a healthy and fulfilling way. She lives in Switzerland with her beloved family and Coco, their dog. She can be found with her nose in a book and a proper English tea in her hand. Let's listen into our conversation. Hi, Caroline. How are you doing today? Hello. Thank you very much. Fine. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Of course. Thanks for being here. So first thing I would like to just ask you to introduce yourself. I know you work with entrepreneurs. I know you're living abroad. Could you just kind of give our listeners a taste of who you are? Yes, thank you. I'm living here in beautiful Switzerland. I was born here and raised. I um, went off to be more adventurous in my very early 20s and I lived in London for quite a while and I absolutely fell in love with the people there living there and just Great Britain in general. I came back here and I started to help in developing businesses. I was in finances and HR 
And I just felt I had to do something more that is more inspiring for me and more me. And while I already was working at the last company as head of the finance and nature, I sort of introduced my special way of working with also including my intuitive side and just, you know, hitting on inspiration and following that up. And I saw massive results for that company. And I just had the feeling I have to do something that helps others to be more open and to be more inclusive. So I started to work as a business coach with a certain twist and I founded <laughs> Energy Economics. <laughs> I love it. Energy Economics. And I know that you have energy retreats where you work with some clients and I, I found those fascinating. So maybe we could talk a little bit about those too. So when you started working with business clients, which kind of people do you work with? I have to say they're mostly women. Who I have some wonderful male clients too, but there are women, high achiever, mostly creatives, very good at what they're doing, innovative entrepreneurs, or just in very high positions. And they just feel somehow not fulfilled, or they feel that they they, they sort of hit somewhere and just can't push forward. They may have tried other conventional business coaches, or went into masterminds, or went to the psychiatrist and just, you know, sort of sought to tackle it, but still felt something's missing. And they end up <laughs> at, more, at my doorsteps, which is lovely. They're not the kind of people you would expect and go to something that sounds too rude. <laughs> Definitely not. It's, it's, it's the, those are just, just regular, very special, modern, bright inspiring women. Can you talk about any of the people that you work with? Yes, I suppose. I haven't asked them specifically, but as like Sarah um, from Public Persona is all over my website, (laughs) I suppose I I can talk about her. I will have up more testimonials. My team wasn't able to to do that. Maybe by the time it's aired, who knows, (laughs) that I could have talked about them. But yes, I have very, very wonderful clients and some of them really huge in their market and in their industry. Sarah is extremely talented brand manager and she just does wonderful branding for a lot of huge companies that are in the online world, but also in the physical one. So you can Google her. <laughs> Christy Turley, who has a company with her husband, is a marketer. I just recently started working also with someone. I don't know. I don't want to, you know, just really fabulous women. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I know that you can't talk about all of them because, you know, you, you want to protect their privacy. So I appreciate that. But it's nice when some people who are familiar with the business world, online business world, may recognize their names and just kind of, you know, have an understanding that you do work with very successful women. Yes. So when we were talking before this podcast, we were talking about people search for a way to get past blocks. They may not even know that they have these blocks. They go to masterminds, you know, where there's groups of people who are talking to one another, attempting to gain a better understanding of how they can move forward, you know, trying to harness the intellect of that entire group 
and try to propel themselves forward. There's one-on-one coaching where you're talking and working with a business coach to attempt to move your business forward. And my question to you is, how can a person figure out like, hey, I'm hitting a roadblock. I don't know that I'm doing the right things because a lot of times people just keep repeating the same behavior over and over again, not recognizing that they could benefit from some help. Can you kind of tell us maybe some ways someone might be able to recognize uh, when they are running up against these roadblocks and they need help? Yes, of course. And I just want to first say that I I think masterminds and, and one-on-one coaching is a wonderful thing. You know, it just sometimes doesn't work for or doesn't bring you as far as you hope you would be going. Well, one thing to recognize that is definitely if you're not successful or unhappy. So that could be your successful money vice, but you feel like the clients you work with are very demanding or pushing your boundaries constantly. And you have a very hard time saying no to that or out of fear of losing them, which is, which is natural. You could be something that you've been very successful and then suddenly you just hit a block and you, you don't even realize, but you, your list is not responding to you or you're just not selling and you don't know why. You, you look through it structurally and you think, well, I've done this and I've, I've marketed the right way and it's a good product. I think it should sell. It's really, you know, it's tested and I think people could really benefit from that. But somehow it's just not selling. And in that case, it could be maybe something you're not voicing. Something's blocked in you so you cannot reach the ideal client. Maybe you're not so clear about the avatar, even through if you are. And then just something's missing there. You, and you kind of feel it because you get this feedback. It's not selling. Something else could be in private life. It doesn't have to just show in business. You know, if you go to work and it's successful, but you're not happy with it. You just not you you feel out of breath, you feel energetically, you just can't give more. You have probably given far too much already. You could be personally in a sense that you're not comfortable with your life in general, with your relationships. On that topic, there's actually someone that I know personally that is drained right now in both their business and their personal life, but they won't reach out for help. So they keep meaning to, but they don't have time. They don't have time. They're very busy. So after you've completed that, or or maybe you could touch on this now, what would you recommend to someone who's listening to this, who those words may resonate with them, not having time, being too busy? What would you say to them to propel them to get the help that they need? Well, I would say something to you who looks at that and sees that. And I would say, give them time and they may have to feel even worse to reach out. We can't change others. We can't help others in a way. We can lead by example. And it's sometimes the hardest thing to do. Someone you really love and respect and see that they're struggling. And, you know, you could drop a hint or two and say, well, it would be lovely if you had to help you. You know, I, I see you're struggling, but you can't do it for them. And they and, and just be confident that they have everything that it's needed to step up and help themselves. 
I totally agree with that. I it's just I'm I love hearing that because it may be that you're seeing something happening and you would like to reach out and maybe you could just leave that door open and just say, "Okay, well, I am available for you whenever you need me." And then when they hit rock bottom is is what I like to call it. That that was what ha- happened to me before I reached out. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, you know, when you hit rock bottom, then you will find a way to reach out. And as I said, believing by example, if you look after yourself and, and have a soulful lifestyle so that you honor who you are and stand up for yourself and, and stand into the, the things that you believe in, will show them. And, and if you're happy and relaxed and balanced, that will show other people how life could be. And that's as far as you can go. And they can reach out and say, how did you achieve that? Wow, you look so happy. You seem to thrive in your business. That's amazing. You say, okay, look, I did this and this and this. I don't know if it's working for you, but I think you could may need some help. And they can do it or not. Be confident in them to be totally able to do that. And maybe you'll see them at the rock bottom, what you describe rock bottom, but they may even, it's not their rock bottom. We can't really do something for someone else. Just lead by example and be there if they, they need you. And that's all we can do. Mm, love that. Did you have any other tips for people who may not yet recognize that they might have a block? Were there any other things that you wanted to share with us? Well, we all have. <laughs> I did have blocks. <laughs> so that's like, you definitely have. <laughs> okay. We do all have blocks. <laughs> and it's really depending on how we manage to get along with them. You know, some of the things that... We all live in a society. We've been brought up by parents or, or, or people who offered to bring us up. We went to school. We had friends. Everything is influential to us as a child, as a human being, as, as a grown-up. We just are influenced by the outside, and that's, and, and then not just by this outside, by going back in lifetimes and other, other stories that we have and take with us. So... What we come with is a canvas that's not really totally blank. <laughs> and what we get here is just a lot of patterns, families behaving this and that way, seeing stuff that's happening and, you know, either thinking, wow, I want to do that different or other or the opposite. And then we later in years find out the opposite is not the right thing either. So there is so much that we are all having but some of us just seem to be more able to have that coping mechanism or overcoming a block. And there's so many different ways to do that. But I think when you feel that you cannot, you feel out of touch with yourself, you cannot express yourself as much as you would like to in your business or in your private life. It's maybe like I have clients, I work with clients, some of them just, wish to be in a partnership and it would just have a partner, you know, find love. And we did, I can assure you, we'll, we worked on <laughs> today, like she came up every time we had a session here and every time we would work on something else. And after nine months, you know, she was happily in love and she's still together with him and they, you know, they have this great relationship and it's the perfect man. So we were not working at 
how to find love if we're working on how to love yourself. And what's lovely about yourself and what can I do to improve my life to be really happy? And happy, loving people attract others into their life. That's how it works. So there are so many different ways how people come and see, search help, not just to me, but to coaches, psychiatrists, groups, masterminds. And there are so many ways that are working. Mm. You know, that's something that we've, because we've focused a lot on entrepreneurs and maybe people who have a business, but when we're talking about someone's personal life, it may seem a little bit of a stretch for some people to feel like they should or could reach out to somebody who has like a coaching business or something like that to get that help to make those shifts that they need. I guess what I'm trying to ask is, how do they come to you? How do they find you? <laughs> I think most of them, I must say, have found me through referrals, which is great. They've just been talking to each other, telling their friends, saying, wow, you know, I just had this amazing realization, which I couldn't have done without. And now my life or my business is moving forward. And then they say, what? I want that too. <laughs> so I think, you know, that's definitely how they found me. I have, I must say, first of all, I have as many people who come for private issues, even though I'm, you know, I'm also working in business. I have just as many people coming in for private reasons. And if you think about that, if someone comes and has a business problem, it's always getting personal because, you know, there can be team issues. You know, we look at the business, there can be team issues, there can be other things. But in the end, the blocks that you hit and that you can't sell something or you can't create that product that you want to or you don't find your storyline, that all has to do with yourself. So basically, if it's business, it's personal. In the end, it's personal. Yeah. Yeah. Never had another case. <laughs> yeah. Or it's just affecting both. You know, it's just, it's, it's manifesting through your business and it's then healing within your business and your personal life, which is like a double bonus. <laughs> yeah. Well, what would you say to somebody? I'm going to give you a hypothetical. I just want to get a feel for how you would work with somebody and give listeners a feel for that. Let's say somebody has launched an unsuccessful product, whether it's online, whether it's a physical product, and they term it a failure because it didn't meet their expectations, whether it just sold a few or none. They had a list. They were able to try to sell to that list. And they felt like because it was an unsuccessful launch in their terms, that they didn't really feel like relaunching it, that they didn't feel like there was a way to really move forward with that same product, how would you talk to them? Well, I would first say that we have to first look at it carefully before just throwing something out completely. And we have actually a saying in Swiss German, which says, don't throw out the baby with the wastewater Mm -hmm. When you get up, and, and it, it's like, don't throw out everything. So, not just the water, but the baby too. So, be careful. You know, just go back and go systematically through it. Go through um, Avatar, do beta testing, and, and try to. This is, this is the technical stuff here that you mm -hmm. can find a few people who would like to test it, see where you feel unsure, see where the message, the uniqueness of the message maybe failed. Because so many people use 
ready-made templates. Like this is the funnel you, you, you'll be successful with. And that's probably a funnel someone was very successful with, but that was their funnel and their way how to promote it. And there are so many ways that you can do something, but it has to be your way. It has to be unique. It has to be your, your soul essence has to be in that. And that's often when something's not selling, that's the case. So going back to what I would do is, of course, finding first what, what they're really good at, their true talents, and reconnecting them with this intuition that we all have just to listen to themselves. Go from there. How would you move a person into action to do that? Because those technical things, we, you know, business owners know them. I mean, if you've gone through, you know, even basic online teachings, you know, to go through the technical stuff, but then to move someone to, into action, that's a different side of things. How would you talk to someone who just knows all the technical stuff, but just hasn't taken that action yet? Well, if somebody starts working with me, what I first do is I, I really tune into them energetically in any sense, you may want to describe that, and just see who they are at soul level. What are their true talents? Which kind of essence do they have to integrate to be successful? What do they want to show? And it's not about, often we say, okay, isn't this product made so and so much money? That's why it's successful. And I would say, you know, forget about the money because you cannot be successful if you're not soulful. So what does light you up really? What makes something special for you? What kind of product would you show up to every week and every day just to sell it because you love it so much? If you want to do that for free, if you would do that, then you have so much power and passion for it. You know, this is working. So, so finding those things, well, the alignment with it. And then um, I would go through and just seek for, for obvious blockages. It's often, it's a feeling, it's like, it's like a program, you know, family, family patterns or ways of behaving that we just saw or took over or created ourselves. You know, after being hurt, after being not successful in one thing, that's the, just the way to react to it and just learning new ways with them. And that's the next step. After working with them for the first step and see what's here, what's in the now, see how to bring you into the future, learning new ways with dealing with all kinds of things. I loved what you said. You can't be successful if you're not soulful. Yeah, I love that. And that's, I mean, that's part of the reason why I started this podcast is to talk about a roadmap to living. And I call it soul roadmap because that's at the heart of things. That's how I look at it anyway, is energetically, how do we feel? And really getting into those feelings. What are some tools that you suggest for somebody who's listening, who wants to start trying to dive into those feelings to try to excavate some of that? Well, I love that, that you bring, bring that system up, our biggest tool, our feelings. This is, if something feels off, go and look at it. Something can hold us boxes, big things like fear, fear creeping in. And that is, some, if that's happening, there is a big opportunity to look at that fear and really ask yourself, is this realistic? Is it a fear that really is threatening me right now? Or is it just something that I assume could happen someday in the future, which I don't really know yet if? So is that something I really have to worry about and take care and protect myself? 
or is that just a little possibility that could hit me somewhere around, you know, the next couple of roads that I'm going to take? So just facing that fear and really looking at it and finding out, is this threatening right now? Or is it just in my head? Is it just something that, you know, out of the essence of my life or my family life or whatever, this is just a fear that creeps in again and again. So looking at that and then go like, oh, okay, I can let go of this. This is not at the moment really threatening. Take your hand and put it on your heart and breathe really deeply and just feel. Hmm, I'm in the here, I'm in the now. This is who I am. Okay, I feel I'm not really happy with the way that avatars right now or the product didn't sell. There are those feelings that come up. Do I feel I failed? Do I feel, you know, just go through that. Was it fear that was holding me back? Was that really me? Or did I put something in that product or in that funnel? just because I thought this would be the thing that's needed, but I didn't really feel that's me? You know, is there something that I feel it's off about the situation? Those are, you know, little things. But often, and that's a tool I would love to share with your listeners, and that's, I love that too. It's not so much finding out what keeps you back, but it's empowering yourself. And all of my clients will do that. And so many women have a lack of self-love. It's, this is a block that so often comes up in our lives. And then you were also mom and then you share your love with the family and you protect your children and then you, you, you also run your company or at least uh, go out for work. And, and, and then you just have to juggle. And often we women put ourselves very much behind the rest of the loved ones that we have around. So self-love and self-empowerment there is a little tool that i'll teach everybody again <laughs> it's while you're brushing teeth in your morning you just think spontaneously of five things that you love about yourself and you have to find five, five things you know it's not like not no non-optional and this is just this should be fun and it's just something that comes to you i love how i'm tired this morning that really tells me I should look at my sleeping pattern <laughs> you know it could be the oddest thing that you, you just appreciate whatever is in the moment I like that I think there's so many times when I have to remind myself to be in the moment one of those is when I'm brushing my teeth because I'm thinking like okay what do I have to do next what do I have to do next that's wonderful. I might use that. <laughs> that would be wonderful. You can take it even further. You can pick one of the five subjects and say, I'm going to dwell on this and put more positive thoughts behind that one thing. You know, like I feel really inspired today. I just feel in a way that I think this is going to be a gorgeous day. And then you go on, wow, I think I probably have a brilliant idea today. I think I, I just kind of feel work will just flow and then you keep on for a minute you just sort of give that much energy that one thought and that's uplifting (laughs) yeah I mean that's something that if we work on incrementally like that we can really have a positive effect in our life even just a little bit down the road like like you're saying using that 
positive spin, saying positive things about, oh, hey, I'm having good energy around that. I have this idea I want to work on. I think ideas are going to flow from me naturally today. Whether or not you believe it, it's true or not, you know, just start like creating those, that positive string of thoughts. And that really has an impact on our brain because our, our brain doesn't know what's real and what's not real. I mean, we're feeding it. Yeah, and it's just a thought line. You, you know, this is your expectation. Life may tell you otherwise, and you sit there and think, oh, my God, where's that inspiration? And then you may have to take a walk or drink a hot coffee or a tea and just dwell on that. But just being in the moment in the morning and just prepare yourself and be open for positive, really cool stuff to happen. And I just have to tell that little story. My girlfriend always asks me, Kathy, she always asks me, hey, what did you go through on vacation? You, I'm sure you had a special sort of exciting thing to happen to you. Oh, yeah, I actually did. And then I have that story. And I once asked her, why do you always ask me when I come back from holiday? Because you always come back with the craziest stories that happened to you. So once I ended up in England in a wonderful little sort of manor house, I, they run a B&B. And she said, you know, you know, I have to be careful. You can't put your clothes in there because those are the clothes of the queen of, 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 of Greece. You know, she left it here because, you know, I'm her, you know, I, I'm her designer. And actually tomorrow comes the archbishop of whatsoever, I can't remember. And he picks up her hats and sells them off. And she gave me, in the end, she gave me a hat. And I have now a hat from Queen of Greece. <laughs> so, <laughs> here. So, yeah. so like, I, I have those stories and they always happen to me. And I, and she said, this, this is always happening to me. I thought, okay, yeah, I think I intentionally go on holiday and look forward whatever happens to me because always so great stuff happens. And I think that's what you do. You have that, and it must have just happened once in a, in a childhood memory and then it just kept going from there. And yeah, I think you can go into, into your day, you can step into your life with having that happy anticipation of what's going to be great about it. Or you can be there and think, oh my God, I hope it's not this, this, this. And this gives you a different energy. And I'm not saying only happy things happen to me, and, but very cool stuff happens to me on holidays. <laughs> so. That's so cool. You know, I have a question for you on this. I wanted to hear your take on this. So it's one thing like you can have that happy anticipation, that feeling like, oh, this day is going to be great. And then you start bumping into people who are like, and you're like, how are you doing today? And they're like, oh, it's a Monday. Or how are you doing today? It's like, uh, okay. <laughs> you're like, okay. You know, they're kind of downers. They're just, they've energetically, they're just not in a good place. How do you protect your energy from somebody who might not match you? Okay. Well, there is a whole other story of protection and I can take a go back to that. But I think when you are who you are, you don't even, you're not affected by who someone else is. And you may affect them if they think, wow, or maybe they think, oh, wow, she's so happy, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in a mood for happiness. And you just, you know, I'm, I am who I am, hopefully, I would say, all the time. And, and yes, I can even be happy if somebody's down. How could I do my job if not? It would be so discouraging. I take 
everybody very seriously and I can see their problems. And um, it, nothing makes me happier than seeing my, my clients happy and successful and fulfilled. That's what makes me happy. That's really what cheers me up. So I like to see that, but sometimes they come in and I can still block with them, even if they are like, you know, not in a mood at all. And I can laugh about something I feel funny about. And that's just fine. I think you have the right to be in that good spirit and in your happy place, even though if anybody else is too harassed around. And you can be, feel empathy. You know, if somebody comes and loses loses someone and is is in pain and and really is sad. I'm not choking around. It's not like, you know, but I can still be who I am and be very empathetic about, you know, how they are right now and the situations they are in. And when I say how they are, I actually don't mean how they are. It's how, how they feel right now because who they are at soul level is something totally different than who the life presents itself right at this moment. So. People are the same, they just have different feelings or may not feel in touch as much with themselves or may have had a rough time, but that doesn't make a person who she is. A person is more for me. It's the soul, it's the higher self, it's the aura, it's just everything around them. It's their history, their potential. I always see potential in anybody. (laughs) So that's who they are. And yeah, they may have a bad day, but that's not who they are. It's just an expression of how they feel right now at this moment. And that shouldn't affect you at all. But coming back, if you still want to know about protecting yourself, you could talk about protection. You have protection just thinking about it. You don't really have to do something about it. But if you feel really unprotective, really sensitive, and really, you know, sometimes you can be in a phase where you, where you think, hmm. I just don't feel that way, not that protected, not that strong. You can imagine yourself just stepping into a sort of a, a, a suit of protection, like the astronauts who go to the moon or those ah, moon. Yeah. <laughs> you can think of that and just, you know, like pull up your legs and, and just mentally take it on and then put the cap around you and just, oh, I'm all protected now. It's just sometimes you need an image to that. And sometimes if you feel you're in a rough time and you're overly sensitive or you feel that you're too open, you can do that and just, you know, sort of have that feeling of, hey, let's, I'm protected. I want to stand up for you myself. I know that this is me and it, I, I don't want me to be affected uh, by anything that's going to be outside of my control. It's not just outside of yourself, but it's outside of your control. Mm, I like that. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. <laughs> I was looking at your, I think it was on YouTube or some, I found you somewhere where you talked about these energy retreats and they fascinated me. And I was like, I want to know what happens at those. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, of course. Did you see the video of the, of the energy retreat in Kent? <laughs> was that, that the, like, there's like a two minute video with the girls that are talking about and that beautiful manner in the background? Yes, the beautiful manor house. That's where we go. Well, that's another thing that happened on holiday. I just have to make it very short. It's a long story, but I try to make it short. Okay. I had the feeling two years ago, our son went to Cambridge to just 
brushed up on English and, and he went there for four months. So we said, we want to be careful. He's 17. He asked us, or she was six, he was probably 16 at the time. I can't remember when I was turning 19 now. Anyway, he, we just said, um, oh, let's go on holiday in England and sort of drop him off, stay in Cambridge for a few days. And he can, you know, get comfortable with his family, which he did. And he loved his family. They were really cool. But we didn't know. So we thought, okay, that's a good plan. Let's go on holiday. And I planned our holiday and I was thinking, and then I just had the feeling I have to go to Kent, which we've never been to. I've been traveling all over England for a long time. And um, I thought, what should I do in Kent? So, okay. So anyhow, we went there, nothing happened. We had a good time, but we just planned to go and see the cathedral in Canterbury, the Canterbury Cathedral, which is beautiful. And I sat in there and I knew we were going to get back to the car and then actually leave Kent and nothing happened yet. So I was sitting there meditating in the cathedral and both of my life, my husband and my boy were like walking up and down, like, yeah, we looked at it. Can we go now? Like, what the hell? It's such a huge, beautiful place. We only been here three minutes. <laughs> Give me some time. And I said, go outside, wait. I'm just going to meditate here now. And I just said, I can feel that they just want to move on because we wanted to go. The next point was somewhere at, at the sea. So they really sort of carved to go there. And I thought, okay, move me now because whatever I had to, the intention to go to Kent, it's going to be wasted because I'm leaving Kent in the next 15 minutes. <laughs> so I'm going to drive off now from Canterbury and I'm going to be gone. So we went back to the car and I don't know, my husband gave him something to the navigation system. And if you have a system, like I don't particularly like to drive. He drives me in Switzerland. I drive everybody in England. So that's, I'm doing the left-hand driving. He does the right-hand driving. <laughs> that's what we do. So he probably put in something. Um, the next stop, he ended up driving through like small, narrow streets, small villages. They got smaller and smaller. And then actually literally over a field, like we said, what the heck? This is not a street or a road or anything. It's not even a path. What is that? <laughs> it was a path. But anyhow, we ended up in a small, tiny little village. And I said, okay, I'm stopping here now because that's odd. Something's off with, with our navigation system. And I went to that pub and it was Sunday. And there was, you know, everybody was there, the priest and the farmer and the young girl and everybody had the drink, typical English afternoon. So I went in there, had a drink and said, hey guys, you know, is there something I can look at around here? Because we're ending, we're here. So let's, let's do something. And then the priest, yeah, come to my little church. It's a really beautiful church. I said, okay, I'll do that. But, you know, it's rather small. Is there anything else? And then that girl comes up behind the bar and she comes in and stands there and says, did you know that next to our village is another village called Good Buddhist Stone? And there is a huge manor house where Jane Austen used to go on holidays. Her brother lived there. I said, no. And she said, you I can actually, that's a beautiful garden, a wonderful park, and you actually go there and see that. I thought, oh, yeah, let's do that. And my two, two you know, the, the two of them, my husband and my boy, they were just, oh, no, not another <laughs> house, not another park, mommy, no. <laughs> so Boys. I went, quickly went there, and then, you know, the lady, a very old lady sat there like on a little chair and, and she said like, she sold like tickets. I said, oh, so many people went in here. I want to go and see that. It's not. I said, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, that's fine. But I just really love that house. And I have that feeling that this is a really special place. 
said yes. And actually, I feel I have to tell you, you can rent that place. <laughs> and she gave me a note patch with a telephone number. And I looked at it, placed it in my handbag, and I knew that the two guys want to go off. And I thought, how old? Not a website, just a telephone number. But anyhow, I went back. I had a beautiful holiday. I came back, unpacked my bags. And the first thing before I even entered my office here was, you have to call them. You have to call this number. And I called the number and I actually have a beautiful website. <laughs> and yes, this is what I felt there. I was actually, I forgot to tell you because I tried to make it short. When we were at that village and we looked at the park, I had that feeling I have to move forward. Hmm. And I walked and walked. And I have to say that I had a really bad accident in the Alps in Switzerland. I broke both of my feet and I ripped my bands and I had four operations and I wasn't a good walker at the time. So I had, I was in a lot of pain. My husband said, stop, there's the end of the village. You know, don't push your feet further. You know, I want you to be careful. I, do you feel all right? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have the feeling I have to walk further on. And then this house was in front of me. Goodness, Stone's house, Manor house, just in all its beauty. But the beauty there is that this is such a high vibrational place. And I was like magnetified to go there. And that's why those workshops are there. Well, I love that story because it really highlights how strong our and how powerful our intuition is. And it may seem totally unreasonable to think I need to go to Kent. You know, there's nothing for you in Kent, but there's something if you, when you leave, you're going to get to a place and you're going to wonder what the heck am I supposed to find here? And you need to ask somebody like, what is there around here? And you get taken to this manor. That's an amazing, that's amazing story to highlight that. Yes, yes. So, so this was really like, that was special. And then, and I do crazy things like that, which sometimes are very crazy to people. But I was just, I couldn't do it differently. I just had to go. So what happens at these, these energy retreats? What goes on here? These energy retreats reflect a bit of the story of Jane Austen. Like we, we find our story there with the help of that wonderful place and that vibration there. What we do is on the first day, we, we, we just start to release what's no longer serving us. And how to do that, I even go into the sort of into each woman's energy or, or just into her life and into her story and find what's holding her back. I take that with me and I prepare in a way that this is suitable for everybody. What we do there at the first day is just going deep asking questions, going through processes. I let them go through processes themselves. I lead them through processes. I will have one-on-one talks and we're going to be also letting go in every way, like being pampered by the most wonderful cook, cooking us the most wonderful, delicious vegetarian food. So health is an issue there too, of course. Then like we have yoga classes in the morning if you love to attend outside so if it's you know weatherized possible and you would you just we just had wonderful weeks there so so yeah so we go outside we have yoga we have energy work there we just um we had spa treatments in 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 your own in your own room so everybody has a room and they have spa luxurious spa treatment in there it's it's letting go and just being pampered in every way and then we build from there. We, we find to reconnect the next days after we, and, and, and there are rituals like you will see in the video that we burned 
something you, you see as a fireplace. So you will write down what really you want to let go and then we release it. And I have tools and helps, you know, that we can do that. We have a little ritual in releasing that and just having fun after that and, you know, opening a bottle of champagne. <laughs> hey, anything with champagne, that's got to be a good thing. <laughs> and then it's, it's about finding, finding your true self, connecting with you again, just getting, getting all that clutter of day-to-day life and day-to-day work life out of your system and just be and find your passion again. Find your passion for your business. You may have to tweak it. You may have to change a little bit on your business when you come back. You may find you just needed that time to really reconnect with your, fall in love with your business again. That's that's probably something you could say. Yeah, fall in love with what you do again, and then take that the, take that story that you find in that unique place where Jane Austen actually really wrote. She wrote some of her books there. Present prejudice, where in the end there's that double wedding. It's actually her brother who married there at this house, at this manor house, and um, married also like the, I think the sister also married at the same time. So this double wedding actually happened at this house. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's for real. And she, she was inspired to write that afterwards. So yeah, this is a house with a lot of sort of story and a lot of, a lot of um, layers. But this is a really special place energetically. It's just, and yes, it is, you know, it, it's not cheap to rent because it's luxurious in any way. It's just such a special place. I rarely find that anywhere in the world. It's one of those places. It's not famous. It's not like Glastonbury where everybody else knows, you know, those are special whatsoever energies there but this is just a very special place and we do outside work we go outside we do it inside and we just also have a good time and people connect there and and form friendships like deep friendships so that's really exciting to see the women interact and and be positive it's just a way to empower each other it's it's a lot of women power there and yeah watch the video that's just so so cool you know i think this is important for every business owner, every person really to know, doesn't matter if you own a business or not, is that reconnection with yourself. And it's tough. Sometimes it's really tough to take that time off for yourself. But if you can take a weekend to yourself, a day to yourself where you're not looking at your phone and maybe you get a spa treatment, maybe you go to yoga and you commit to doing no work. And I know that's tough. So you got to break it down sometimes, but Doing these kinds of things, connecting with other people who share your interests, that are supportive of you, that share that ambition to be better in their lives, I think that is essential for everyone. Yes, and you can do it, as you said, in so many ways. You can treat yourself to that. You can you can have a mastermind. You can just meet up with women who have similar stories and you can connect with with the internet today, with, with, with like us in here, how we connect here now. I love the internet. You're so far away from me, but we have this wonderful communication together. We just exchange and, and lighten each other's up and share. And, and that's just you know possible in so many ways. I think it's essential from time to time. And I have to say, I feel into that trap uh, myself sometimes. If I'm really, you know, I'm working with a few clients on a few different products or projects and this is sometimes time confusing because sometimes I work 
on the US time zone <laughs> because my clients are there. So I start to work when everybody else here in Switzerland finishes. So, you know, when we, you wake up and start to get going, we start to sort of trail off and just, you know, go into our sort of evening. So I start to work there sometimes with my US clients. And then I sometimes have to work through the night or, you know, at least two or three o'clock. And then it could be that I have a very early call with someone here. And, and I just also have to manage the time in between. And sometimes I just feel myself that I have to really give myself the time and allow myself to pull away. Because as I said, it's, there's nothing better for me than seeing my clients thrive. This is really what lights me up. And sometimes I have to say, this is beautiful if they thrive, but sometimes you just have to take your time too, just to calm down and just empty your head and not think of this and that and that, that you could do with them or help them or it's just sometimes just letting go. So you have to do that. Well, I think that, you know, combines with what you were talking about with intuition is because when you do let go and you get that quiet inside of you, you can hear things that maybe you weren't attuned to earlier. Mm -hmm. And that might actually be even more beneficial to your clients because then you'll be in the moment and you'll have had that time to yourself. And when you come face to face with something that they're talking about, something will come to you easier and there's more ease in it rather than just like our brain working, working, working. Well, in, in my case, like this is my job is being in that space. So I'm always there. <laughs> so it's always coming. So it's, that's no problem. Mm. But it's, it's being myself sometimes because I loosen to be not myself when I'm in there. And it, I mean, this tuned in, if you want to call it like that. I'm tuned in and I'm not, not that much tuned in for myself, but for others. So I think sometimes it's really important for me to make a stupid joke and be myself. <laughs> And just not be that, you know, amazing, empowering, helping service, but just be myself and be silly. But I know that for a lot of my clients, some will find that when they go jogging, you know, just if they been jogging for half an hour and they just let go of everything and their mind just starts to sort of drift away and they suddenly have an answer to a question they, they had a few days ago. Um, I could see that actually my clients, if they let go, how this starts to work. Um, you can do that with meditation. You can just rest and listen and feel inspired. You can do that with taking a walk in nature or go swimming or whatever lights you up. Have an ice cream <laughs> and just enjoy that. And then you just feel like, oh, there, there are inspirations hitting me here. Ah, well, before we wrap up, I want to ask you if you have anything else that you'd like to share with listeners. Well, I'd love to see everybody who listened to it here in if they would just take the time to really honor themselves who they are and just give them the space and time. It's not about coming and working with me. It's not about coming and doing anything, but just give yourself the time and the space and just the, the acknowledgement that wherever you are right now, that's fine. It's a summary of what you've been doing the last two years, what you were thinking and doing the last three years. So just be fine with who you are right now and know that the summary of the next two years, you are taking the steps right now. 
to opt up your message, to be more positive, to take more time, to give yourself space, to, to be okay with who you are. This is forming your future life. So wherever you are is okay and take it from here. Yeah, I would love to see that. That's wonderful. Okay, well, can you tell listeners, Caroline, where they can find you? They can find me at carolinecorner.com. And I don't know if you will provide a link for them. I will. I'm going to provide links to everything that you're going to tell us. So Carolyn with a double L and Y and E like corner.com. So you can start your journey just going there. And it's actually called Start Your Journey here. <laughs> start Your Journey, yeah. Uh, there is a free ebook that you can download. And you'll actually be surprised. Uh, I will also sneak in a little meditation a few days later. <laughs> yes, you can find out all about that. But what you really have to try is find, see that video of the retreat. Just to look at that manor house. It's just so cool. It's really really stunning. I mean, there, there were glimpses of the garden and, you know, I've been to Versailles and this was, you know, it's, it's like a mini Versailles. It's like a mini Versailles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and actually we, we, we didn't film in the big garden. Like there is even a bigger garden on the side and there's like a big park and the trees on, on sort of on, on the backside. And we actually walked through that and, and we were doing exercises and, and things down there. So yeah, it's just a, such a special place. And I will actually, I plan to come to the US next year and do workshops there, potentially with Sarah from Public uh, Persona, a client of mine, and maybe even other clients of mine. I, we think about the tour, going to Washington, New York, and maybe California there, and, and you, Stephen, could be on the plate. So we're thinking about that and, and doing workshops or daytime workshops or weekend, you know, like weekend workshops or something like that. Oh, that would be fantastic. If you're in Northern California, I'm, I'm up for it. Okay, I will let you know. <laughs> but for this year, I think there, there might be, I didn't plan it, but there might be an energy retreat in November. I really had to, to be very careful with me because I had this big loss operation for me. And my foot was really sore and I really had a heart recovery. And I wanted to be fit, you know, I want to be fit and, and be there for, 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 and be a good host. And it, this is a big house with a lot of stairs. <laughs> so I really thought, hmm, I have to be careful there. But there was so, so many people asked me about it. So it sort of dawned on me, it could be actually lovely in November too, having all these fires lit, you know, those wonderful marble chimneys. <laughs> so maybe there in a retreat there. But I just, you know, take it at the time now. I really have to be careful with my, my health as well. Of course. <laughs> but it's getting better. So yeah. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been really lovely. And I'm going to link to everything in the show notes. So be sure to go there. Well, thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful evening. Thank you, Dina, for having me here. It was really wonderful to talk to you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Let's do a quick recap. How do you know you're hitting a roadblock and where you need some help? Maybe you see that you're unsuccessful. You're not selling in your business. Maybe you recognize that you're unhappy, but you are successful money-wise. Maybe you show up in your private life unhappy and you feel drained. Or you don't feel like you can express what you want. And I want to add another one in here. If you don't see something in your life that you feel should be there, take a look at that. See what's going on and start reflecting. 
Caroline and I talked a little bit about this, but when you really start making those conscious decisions, thinking about what is going to make your life better, you really are going to make those changes. And a few of those ways are journaling and meditation and sitting quietly. Now, if you want to have more access to meditation, I've created a meditation for you specifically on visualizing what you want. That's one of the five meditation skills I'm going to be teaching you in the five-part series that I talked about at the beginning of the show. So I encourage you to go to dinacataldo.com forward slash episode eight. Check out what Caroline has to offer. I'm including that video of the amazing energy workshop that she does because it had some amazing backdrops that I think you'll appreciate. I'm also including the meditation. I think you're going to love these meditations. So check them out, dinacataldo.com forward slash episode eight, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Soul Roadmap. If you have a moment, I'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe, rate, and left an honest review on iTunes. I read every single review, so let me know what you want to hear more or less of, and I'll talk to you next week.